Bro, 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 bro. Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Oh, but yeah. out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm <laughs> all about I'm all about That's it. That's a t-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Shooter Marcus, and with me, as always, King of Nerds, Mike Forrest. We are the Mice on Mike, and this is your Survivor Series preview uh, lots of shit went down pre-show. It, it, it's a, it's a busy day, Mike. Man, it's a weird week, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny because there are some weeks where I'm like, man, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? We're going back and forth and trying to figure out something. And to inventing fit. topics. Well, yes, because sometimes like you just don't want to like we're not a we're not a review show. You know what I mean? We're not going to sit here and be like this is what happened on Monday Night Raw. If there's something we can break down, talk about it. Great. Uh, man, this week I, I I mean I hope we have time to talk about the upcoming pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, there's almost too much going on. We might not. So let's just let's just get in our time machine, go back to Monday and Tuesday. We'll hit Tuesday on the way back to Monday. Uh, for part of this anyway, and you know they are really, really punishing Daniel Bryan for sitting out of Crown Jewel, aren't they? Good Lord, I mean, really, I mean, I'm surprised he's even still on TV. It's incredible. Like, I wonder they are hammering this. How dude. I wonder how he can work for a company who. Goes so far as to when he sits out of the Saudi Arabia show for his moral standard, they make him champion two weeks later. I mean, what a bunch of assholes! Well, they turned him heel to do it and just destroying his popularity, huh? Because they don't want to face Daniel Bryan. That's why I'm telling you, because they know a face Daniel Bryan takes over the show, and that's not what they want. They're not giving him the power again. Yep, that that's totally it. You know what's fun about this, though, is uh, it's actually being circulated that this was Daniel Bryan's idea. He wanted a heel turn. He was wanted to try something different. He felt like he was getting stale. And I'm going to be quite honest with you, man. He was. I like Daniel Bryan, but he was stale. Stale. The hype of the comeback was gone. And I don't know if that was booking. I don't know if that's like the... What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a lot of people talked about the All In hangover. After All In, it, it was such an awesome show, an awesome build up, and it was kind of just like everything else was kind of meh. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where I was with Daniel Bryan. Like it was rumor he was coming back. We had the WrestleMania return. We had this match, that match. We got a couple dream matches, and then it was just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. If nothing else changes, and man. It has changed because Daniel Bryan took the strap off of AJ Styles, uh, a 370-something day reign. I mean, 
didn't break the 4-3-4, which I really thought they were going for, and I'm surprised, but um, Vince must have wanted to shake things up, and I'm okay with this. I, at first, I was like, this is weird, and I hate this heel turn, but kind of like with the Brock thing and Crown Jewel last week we talked about, next day I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? I was tired of, tired of face, Brian. This is definitely something, and, and like, it's something for him to work with, and he just didn't, like, kick him in the balls. Like, he was beating the shit out of him after he kicked him in the balls. Yeah, I really enjoyed the whole thing, um, to be honest with you. There wasn't even that moment for me where I was like, what the fuck? I was just like, Danny, he played it so well. Yeah. Like, yeah. he played the heel turn so well. I was 100% into the whole thing. Um, I get where you're coming from because it is a bit shocking to see Daniel Bryan, who's the ultimate face. You know, he's kind of like one of those uh, permanent baby faces almost, it seems like. He's just so over. Mm -hmm. So it was shocking. I could see how uh, it's off-putting at first. But, dude, it was so... He played everything so perfectly. It just showed you how good he really can be at his job. Like, Daniel Bryan hasn't been a heel since 2011? Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, and you forget that he was a good heel when he was doing that run with AJ Lee where he was a little shitbag, uh, got beat by Sheamus at Mania there real fast. He was right. good at that, so... Um, it was nice to see him open up another side of his character and show you really how good he is at his job. Dana Bryan as a heel champion, I'm all in for. Like I'm, I'm way to go. Let's do this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It gives us something else to sink our teeth in. Um, it adds a whole new dynamic I, to a lot of things. A lot right, of things. Because we've been clamoring. I don't know. I would say collectively, but I know at least you and I keep pitching this you know, fantasy booking WrestleMania Miz vs. Brian kind of deal, right? Yeah. Well, let's just say that this is still in the picture. You know, I had recently read a, a dirt sheet that said there's potential of turning Miz face, and I was like, that's dumb. Why would you do that? And now with this, you know, recent occurrence of a heel Daniel Bryan now it kind of makes sense I mean this is a whole different story we could tell than the story we already told with these two yeah that's true it, I if that's an avenue they want to go down if I'm yeah if it's an avenue they want to go down they could tell the story again except it'd be all new uh right my only problem is I really wanted to see a heel Miz champion yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. I agree with that I'm as well. I'm okay with I'm a face opposed. Miz champion. I'm more than yes. okay with a face. I my love yes. for the Miz has been well documented on this show. Um, so I'm okay with a face Miz champion. But man, I really wanted to see that heel Miz uh, hold the big belt. But you know, yeah, we'll take what we can get. I, I appreciate a. Uh... A face Miz with a championship run, or however they go about this, it's just interesting that this is where we're ending up. Now, Miz might not even be in the equation. Hell, Daniel Bryan could lose the title right after Survivor Series. We don't know, but it, it's just this—the changing dynamic—and 
You know, to be quite fair, WWE in the last, I don't know, month, month and a half, has basically had shit shoveled down their throat when it comes to their plans and what they want to do and what the world and reality and real life of the guys and girls they work with are being handed when it comes to injuries, illness, uh, moral ground, all of this stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I think they've been handling it pretty freaking well. Pretty freaking well. And, you know, you don't want... You don't obviously want turmoil on the side of the guys and girls in the company, but <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but if that's what it takes to get things interesting, I mean, we'll take it? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, uh, what? where does this put AJ? Because they put Jeff Hardy on the Survivor Series team. Instead of saying, well, we're moving Daniel Bryan off the team, we're just going to fill him with Jeff Hardy instead of saying, well, if Bryan loses, he'll be back on a team. If AJ loses, then he'll, you know, flip-flop. So AJ has no spot in Survivor Series now, which I find odd. It's just... Maybe they're just giving but, him some time off. And maybe. I mean, and damn, he's earned it, right? Go have a weekend at home with the kids. You don't need to be here. You know, you know what would be badass? Him attacking Daniel Bryan during the match. Well, that would be badass. Uh, him in the club attacking Daniel Bryan during the match. Oh. That would be badass as well. Uh, another thing that would be badass is if they really ran with like an injury angle where Daniel Bryan hurt him so bad that he was off TV for a while, and then he came back and won the Royal Rumble. That is a possibility also. I, I like that as well. But, I mean, there's like but, a lot of different options they could go. It's hard to fantasy book this one. Because it, it really it's is, so brand it, new. And I don't think they'll do that because they have a potential of the similar same thing with uh, Becky Lynch, which we're going to touch on in a little bit. But that being said, I still like AJ to win the Rumble. But instead of going after the title that he can say, look, I'm a two-time WWE champion. I'm you know, high on the list of longest-ranking champions with that title. And there's another title that I haven't won, and that's the red strap on Monday Night Raw for Brock frickin' Lesnar. And I know I can beat him. I was going to beat him in Survivor Series, and Daniel Bryan cheated to take my opportunity and my championship away from me. Now I won the Rumble, and I'm going to go take that off of Brock. I really like that idea because there's not a lot left for AJ Styles on SmackDown. I there love, isn't. I mean, he's I, done it all. I love the idea that SmackDown is AJ Styles' show. It is. Flat out. We all know it. Um, it's the house that AJ Styles built. That's not just a catchy catchphrase. A catchy catchphrase. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not just a catchphrase. It's really, he, he made that show watchable and enjoyable. There was long mm -hmm. stretches there where he was the only thing good about the show. Um, yes. Gender. Um, <laughs> Let's. I try to forget those parts. Yeah, so I'm more than okay with him 
switching shows. It will be disappointing that he's no longer representing the Blue Brand, but it will be interesting to see what kind of new opportunities open up for him on Raw. I love the idea of him challenging for the Universal title. I love the idea of him and Brock at WrestleMania. Um, they have said that there's going to be a lot of change up on the roster post-Mania, so this would be a good way to go ahead and start kicking that off. Yes, and to be fair, for whatever reason, the only problem they don't hold on. Let me finish here. Just is just a thought. The only problem I do see with that is that if AJ wins the Rumble and is going after the Universal Title, that means going into WrestleMania season, SmackDown has lost a lot of star power. Well, yeah, however, I'm trying to think about this. When Asuka challenged Charlotte last year... She stayed on her show until... She stayed on her she was show on both until... Shows. So, yeah. But it's still, storyline-wise, what are they all... Yeah, and I, and I can see that, but that doesn't mean it do, I, they can't throw AJ in there with the club. They'll still be on SmackDown, at least for the time being. Yeah. So you can definitely find something for him to do in the meantime. Uh, and... If you've got a Daniel Bryan, possible Miz, Joe, whatever they're going to go with on that side of things for that story, then I think we'll be okay with that. I think they'll they'll have it's a shorter show. They have enough, and they have Becky Lynch, like, and whatever is going to develop there, which I said we're going to get to. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about that. The only thing. You know, there was talk before that Vince wanted AJ on Raw, and everyone was kind of, kind of nervous, kind of scared, and I, I would say rightfully so because it was the land of Roman. And when you have someone like AJ who doesn't have the size and stature of Roman, it can be a intimidating thing to think he's going to go over on the land of giants on Monday Night Raw when you got Roman Braun, you know, guys of that stature, and you know, just size and the, the land of the giants it's what it is and it's not the it's not the pro wrestling show quote unquote it's the sports entertainment show so it's a scary prospect that being said they're obviously for whatever reason uh and, and i don't even want to say because like i said i don't know you would have wanted him to win it at a crown jewel but they're not looking like they're putting this strap on braun anytime soon it, i'm sorry but it doesn't appear that way to me and I mean, you know, he's kind of feuding with Baron Corbin now. So, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm not. This could just be a time filler. Idea. This could just be a time filler. Right. And I don't, I don't, I don't love that idea. Obviously, I don't, I don't hate that Braun doesn't have a championship yet because Braun's one of those guys, kind of like Brock. Once you have it, you almost can't beat him. That's true. And we need some. We need some space in between there, man, where there's people that actually look beatable so that you can watch a title match and think, hey, it could happen tonight. Because it, 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 on that Universal Championship, it really hasn't happened for almost two years. Yeah, that's true. We do need some kind of, like, so parody. If AJ, parody, that was with terrible. Roman gone... Yeah. What? That's a parody. <laughs> that was a total, terrible word. That's not what I meant at all. I'm really tired, guys. It's, 
been a really exhausting week for me. I haven't slept a lot, and I've worked a lot, and the work rage has been astronomical this week. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a heart attack because of this place. <laughs> don't do that. I need you on my show, man. Right. I don't make enough money <laughs> to have a heart attack. No, not at all. Right, that's but... a fact. <laughs> so, oh, man, you just got me completely sidetracked. Uh, if AJ were to come over and slay the beast, be the one to beat Brock, Roman's not there. They need, for whatever reason, if they don't see it in Seth and Dean and they don't see it in in Braun, and I feel like they're building Drew still, I think I think they like Drew McIntyre a lot. And I think there's going to be a universal title run in his future, maybe very near future. That being said, if they don't, that he's a heel. So if they don't feel like he has a quality enough face to go against him, why not bring over the guy who's been running SmackDown for two and a half years? Uh, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. That's why they won't do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm leaning more towards that's a it's a bigger I think it's a bigger probability that it will happen than it won't I mean nothing's guaranteed in this crazy world of professional wrestling but I just find it interesting all these things are shifting and we're going into Survivor Series and literally a week ahead of time things are changing and it's crazy man but it's interesting and even though you know we're not getting the one match we were all really looking forward to We've got some other things that maybe will pay off in the long run and make everything come out even better than it could have. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's just a, it's been a really weird few months for this company, hasn't it? Really, really weird. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the other half of this uh, ever-changing equation. Stick around. We'll be right back. And now, a reading to the theme song from the Dukes of Hazard, as read by the Near Fall Network's own Enzo Moore. Just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. Beats all you ever saw, been in trouble with the law. <laughs> Speaks true to the song. Since the day they was born. Straightening the curves. Flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them. But the law never will. Making their way. The only way they know how. That's just a little bit more then the law will allow. Making their way. The only way they know how, yeah. That's just a little bit more. Then the law will allow. I'm a good old boy. You know my mama loves me. But she don't understand. They keep uh, showing my hand. Not my face on TV. How you doing? That last person weird. How you doing? Have a good one, folks. 
Welcome back. Mike, an absolute series of unfortunate events, as we stated earlier. Shit just keeps going wrong for the company right now, for the men and women in the company. And we always kind of joke around, and well, WrestleMania is around the corner, so everyone's going to get injured, this, that, and the other. But uh, to a scripted, how do I want to phrase this? To a scripted, quote unquote, attack and invasion, starting with the man, Becky Lynch, putting Ronda Rousey in an armbar in the backstage of Raw on Monday night to her then confronting the entire Raw women's roster, which her backup in waiting, the SmackDown women's roster, coming in and attacking them, an all-out brawl, and culminating with steel chair shots to Ronda Rousey's back from Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch standing on the stairs, arms raised as she's walking through the crowd, wearing a crimson mask and looking like an absolute flippin' Badass. It was like the sexiest thing ever. Oh, dear I'm God. talking like bloody face and all. I oh yeah, watched yeah, it. Listen. I watched it. She's standing there with that bloody face, and I was like, and I was like, being so good at her job and badass and bloody, and I was like, this is the sexiest woman alive right now. At this exact listen, moment, you, this is the sexiest woman alive. I'm so glad you brought that up because you stated on this show recently after we watched Evolution that you were, you know, oddly attracted to Shayna Baszler, and it's partially because, you know, or, or mostly because it's attractive to see someone who's so good at their job, do their job so well, and, and just kind of... And be such a badass. Exude that, exude that confidence. And now you... And I don't mean any offense to Shayna Baszler, but when you push us that same attitude and that same thinking to someone like Becky Lynch who is an absolute gorgeous woman already? Yes. Dude, I'm losing my shit over her right now. <laughs> Dude, like and we're not usually uh, you a little bit with Alexa Bliss, but I'm not usually the type to come on and like <coughs> Charlotte <coughs> Charlotte <coughs> No, but I don't come on and I'm not like, oh my god she's hot and whatever right like I, Charlotte um, um, what look I'm not saying I have not professed my love for Charlotte but not <laughs> like I'm not one to be like oh physically uh, whatever like Charlotte's well, another you know like it, like like Charlotte's another like good at her job and it's more of an aura thing that she puts off with Charlotte uh, this is just a straight like beautiful badass sexy chick like yeah it, and let me defend myself for a minute, too. Now, it's clear that I do, as my wife says, heart Alexa Bliss, 100%. But I've also, even though I might state that and say that I do have a you know, a place in my heart for her and you know, maybe that blinds some of the things that people want to say negatively about her, I don't see. But I think you will agree with me on a lot of that stuff. That being said... I don't ever come on here and be like, man, Alexa Bliss is so hot. No, no. Becky Lynch, man, I can't deny yeah, it right now. Yeah, I no. can't deny it. It's, that woman is hitting on all cylinders, and it's firing up my engine. Like, like, like she's doing it all. <laughs> like, she's doing every, just, everything right. Like, like she is on another level right now. It is it's, insane. It's unreal. And Nia Jax here. broke her face, slows down. Or, or, or I don't even want to say slows down or cools off, but like literally, I don't, 
I, I, I hate to put blame. I sat here and defended Brie when she kicked Liv in the face. That being said, Liv was able to work the next week. Yeah, uh, that being said, she didn't break her fucking face. Right. This punch, and it was a kick. It, it, let's put this into perspective, Mike, because you have Brie Bella throwing a kick that maybe she shouldn't be throwing, but she's got, like, what? Between, especially on a woman, like a man, when Daniel Bryan does it, he's got the space from the, you know, the bottom of the dude's chest to the, you know, the top of the dude's clavicle right into his neck where he can kick. Well, Bree's got, like, a two to three inch window between the top of the breast to the clavicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot less space when you're doing those kicks on a woman to do it without hurting them. And Well, not only that, man, I we talked about it. Liv was partly to blame for that. Yes, yes, totally. And there was no partly to blame on this. This was a straight right no. hand. <laughs> and this was a this was a hand. This wasn't a kick. This was a should have been a quote unquote working punch and she laid her the fuck out. Uh Becky got right back up, so props to her and continued with everything she was supposed to do, which I'm not sure she should have, but that being said, it just lends to the credence of how badass this woman is and how everything is just working for her. Uh, man, I've heard that there is a lot of heat on Nia Jax right now, which also makes me feel like the machine is now behind Becky Lynch 100%. And I gotta say, the way that all that was booked and laid out, it's completely clear that they are 100% behind the man, the badass, Becky Lynch. you got to think so, especially since... Uh, I know we'll probably touch on it a little bit, here in a little bit, but um, I saw rumors that Vince was already considering pulling Becky and Ronda from Survivor Series because Becky's act is so hot right now, he thought right. they could headline WrestleMania. Well, okay. And we I wanted I to get into I don't know this. how true that is, you know. I'm not going to say I, Well, I I saw this I don't know from the, I'm sure it was from the same source, but I saw that rumblings as well. And, and the talk that maybe this was Look, man. Maybe let me just spitball this and throw this out here, Mike. Maybe Becky could compete, but maybe it how I want to phrase this. Maybe Becky could compete on Sunday, but it might not be the best idea for her to compete on Sunday. So Vince is using this as a get out and let's save this because I wanted I was thinking about it anyway. Now I don't have to feel bad about thinking about that because you know what I mean? Now I have yeah. an excuse to do it. Well if and that I hope that's the case too, because if not, it seems like you're blowing your load on this whole Charlotte Ronda thing pretty early, does yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Because So you unless have to think. you because that's a that's a WrestleMania headliner as well. A hundred percent. That's what we were all talking about. That's gonna be the headliner, possibly the main event. So you've gotta but... think that if that there's a reason they're blowing their load on this. Oscar would have been perfectly acceptable. Oscar would have, yeah, but I would disagree with that as well. Do you want Oscar to lose? Because she's not going to win. Not a, uh, like we were. Look, you need a marquee like, matchup could, for this. I'm sorry, but like outside of I, Charlotte and Becky, Oscar's your next choice. And um, I obviously, I, we, I don't obviously, disagree with that. Obviously, we don't give a fuck about Oscar anymore, right? 
I mean, I do. I'm not saying we we collectively as like the booking team on WWE. Right, but I'm saying as a fan, you wouldn't, you almost wouldn't want Oscar in that position. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get you, but that's the probably what I would have gone. Okay, with. let me take it from the other side. You're right. It, it doesn't, and I don't think that's even fair to say, but it does not appear that. They don't have all their eggs in the Oscar basket. That's that's for damn sure. So, from a booking standpoint, from a company standpoint, would it hurt for Oscar to take an L to, Ron, to Ronda Rousey? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt the company. It wouldn't hurt. Really, it wouldn't hurt Oscar that much anymore. No, and She's it'd be a solid been. match. They could play her up like she, you know, she put on a really good match right. and almost had her, right. you know. Right. So, all that being said, it almost makes you feel like, look. We're just going to do this Charlotte thing now because we can build – they can build so many stories off of this, Mike. So many stories. You know, and that's why I saw people complaining that Becky Lynch hugged Charlotte. I don't have a problem with that at all. You know, because also part of being a badass is respecting other people who are good at their job and, you know, give you a run for your money. And that's the story they were telling with these two. You know, that Becky was always right behind the heels of Charlotte, nipping on her heels, and Charlotte was getting the advantage because of her name. And they don't have to like each other, but they can respect each other. And I was okay with the hug. It was an awkward hug, which is what, like, if they would have literally embraced after she picked her and been all happy sunshine and puppies and rainbows, and it would have been irritating. But it wasn't that. It was an awkward, I'm going to hug you, but I don't like you kind of hug, wasn't it? Didn't you see it that way? <laughs> Uh, I guess if I didn't really think about it much. I just kind of looked at it as a way to... They're embracing the crowd's love of Becky, so this was just like a small face thing they could have her do. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that as well. I And which people actually... Which is funny, because people were... A lot of people are complaining about, I can't believe they're still trying to present Becky as a heel. Everybody loves her. And then she does that, which, like you just said, could be considered a face thing. And people are like, well, she shouldn't be doing that. Well, that that's counterproductive. That doesn't make any sense. No, they did that, like, just, to, they did that just to make – they're starting to play into the crowd support. Look, okay, uh, let me ask you a question. Yes or no, is Becky Lynch the hottest act in WWE right now? Yes, 100%. 100% yes, right? She's headlining shows and shit. She's closing out Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah, you're going to start to like... It's the same as the New Day. Uh, they were heels for about a hot minute until it got popular. Yep. Same with Austin. Yep. So that's what they yep. do. So they're starting to embrace the crowd without the crowd response, without trying to change the character so much. That's all that I saw that as. Uh, and... If you've got the hottest act, you want it to, you want it to be a face, man. You want to sell that merch. You want to do what you can. Although I think she's already moving shit. Oh yeah. Let me yeah. ask you another question. I... Is Becky Lynch one of the top? To me, okay. When I talk about best professional wrestlers in the world, I'm talking mm -hmm. about very specifically, like in the moment. Like to me, there was a period from November of 95 to February of 96 where Brian Pillman was the best professional wrestler on earth 
So I feel like right. you can momentarily be anybody at any moment, considering what's going on, could be considered. But do you think Becky Lynch I, right now is a top five best professional wrestler on earth? Are you? Yeah, I. Yeah, I. And I. Yeah, let me let me wheel this back a little bit because I'm 100 percent on board with what you're saying because wrestling's so fluid exactly. and things change and nothing's ever set in stone like i'll be honest with you you know i go to you for my new japan stuff i i catch matches that you tell me to watch but i don't watch i don't have time to just be in both worlds you know what i mean fully immersed i don't have time so you know i come to you i ask you what to watch but like there was a period of time where no matter how shallow i was in new japan and deep in wwe all i heard was kenny omega kenny omega kenny omega He's the IWGP heavyweight champ, and I don't hear that now. You know what I mean? Like, so right now, I would say it's somebody else. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, people could argue, I think right now, Becky Lynch is the number one pro wrestler in the world. Every, you can't find a person who doesn't like her. Oh, I totally agree. Try it. I totally Try agree. it. You're not going to find someone who does not like her. I think it's... Because... She's in that conversation. There's there's certain names that have stayed in the conversation over the last year or two. Uh, Kenny Omega. Right. Okada. A- AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Seth, Ro- Seth, Rollins. Seth Rollins. And I think she's in that conversation now where she's... One of the best. Like, there was a moment in 2013 where I would have called Sasha Banks one of the five best professional wrestlers in the world. Like, that's how fluid this shit is. And let's not go even back that far. Let's go, like, maybe a year or two, and Charlotte was right there. And they're booing her still. Yeah, so... So, it's very fluid. I'd say Becky Lynch is top three right now, minimum. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I put her at my personal number one right now, but yeah, you can, I don't think three, you can go, you could not go lower than three on her. Because to me, not only is it what you're doing in the ring, but it's the buzz. And she has more buzz than anyone. And she's doing it not only on TV, but like, I said this last week, or maybe the week before, I don't know. We Becky's been one of our topics for like the last month, which again shows you. But if you're not following Becky Lynch on Twitter, you're just missing out. You're missing out on a whole another character development, and it's just absolutely amazing. And her Twitter game's next level. God, it's so good, and it makes her so sexy. Like, I don't know. Like, is this a blessing in disguise? Let's just say, and I hate to fantasy book and get my hopes up, but let's just say that that is the plan, and and we're going to push us off and we're going to get Rousey and Lynch at Wrestle Flippin' Mania. And I I don't know how it wouldn't be an event with... If Becky keeps this momentum... Now, here's the question I ask you. They haven't really released much about her injury other than a broken face, which I'm not sure what kind of diagnosis that yeah, is. Yeah, right, broken face. <laughs> I mean... Sounds like something a child... orbital bone? Sounds like something a child would say. Oh, he broke his Because, like, if it's an orbital bone, that shit can be bad and take a long time to heal, and that scares me. I don't if think it, it looked just... like an orbital bone. From the way... I mean... It looked like it was lower... Uh, to me, it looked like it was I... a below-the-eye injury. 
I for sure thought it was a broken nose because in certain ways you see the camera angle on Monday Night Raw, you can see a lump in her nose. Mm, it maybe so, it was. It looked to me like the, the most of the bruising and swelling was lower and middle. Was lower middle, like right below her yeah. eye. Her eye yeah. was swollen, but it seemed that was just part of the right part of right. the swelling so, from the main crux of it. But let's just say, like I said, let's just throw this out here. I hate to do it. Uh, let's just say that she uh, is able to compete, but maybe again, Vince says, you know what? Let's 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 stretch the. Because let's be honest, even if she can go, man, let's turn us let's turn us into a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's let's and this is gonna sound ridiculous, but let's take her off TV and strip her of the title. See, I was just getting ready to say we'll know more about their plans if she gets stripped of the title. If she gets stripped of and the let's... title, I could see her doing the Rumble thing, winning that. Right. So Let's let her throw a fit, rightfully so, maybe attack Nia Jax on Raw, I don't know, something, to set it something in motion, and then, you know, let her disappear for a little bit. And reappear in the Rumble and win the flipping thing, and then say, "I'm not just coming to take Ronda Rousey's title. I'm coming to take Ronda Rousey's title and then defend it against Nia Jax, who cost me the Survivor Series match." Nah, take down Nia Jax first is what they'll have her do, though. Before Mania, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's they'll fair. have her take down Nia Jax before that, or maybe not. Maybe later. I don't even think though. I don't know. I could see her taking down. That just seems to be the the route for them. Well, okay, here you go. If there's really heat on Nia, then you have Nia after after we're just fancy booking this whole show. After uh, after Becky wins Rumble, Nia steps in and says she wants her shot at WrestleMania, and then Becky Lynch steps up and says, "Look, you beat me. You can have my Rumble spot." you know, my Rumble win and you get your shot at Mania. Because technically Nia gets a title shot because she won the uh, uh, Battle Royal Evolution. So we can get rid of that title shot by having Becky Lynch take her down. She retains her title shot from her Rumble win and everything's right with the world. Sure. <laughs> it is definitely interesting. I, I think there's so much potential... I almost feel like there's more potential now if this is leading to a Rousey Lynch WrestleMania flipping main event. I mean, look, they are talk. They there was there was rumors and you know murmurs of a a, a Charlotte Ronda main event, like literally main eventing WrestleMania. Charlotte's not near the level of Becky Lynch right now with the fans, and I don't think not, there's not at all. I don't think. I think with Ronda Rousey and with the momentum that Becky Lynch has, and now with if they, like I said, even if they do it for kayfabe and they take her off TV for a little bit, dude, it's going to be ridiculous when she comes back. Yeah, it's going to be gonna, pretty impressive. If there was a roof on the stadium, they would blow it off. I really, so I really I, do agree with you. Taking taking her out of the game for a little bit, just a bit. 
it's not too much. Yeah, not too much. It, like, even let her be on TV a little bit. And, and, you know, there's still the possibility of the four horsewomen getting involved. Both sides. Like, this has so much stuff written, like, weaved into it naturally that I just think there is a gold mine with this entire story, and it all stems from Becky Lynch. That it does. Man, I'm really happy for her also, too. Oh, yeah. She was always, I mean, like, the fourth one, you know? Yeah, she went from being the fourth one to being the it man. It was always, and like, it's just... Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky. Yep. Becky and... was the only one not to win an NXT title. Granted, they gave her that first SmackDown women's title, but they didn't have a lot of options. No, no, they didn't, and it's just interesting to see how things have changed with all of those women involved. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk NXT War Games, we're going to talk WWE Survivor Series, we're just going to give you our real quick picks, touch a little bit on each match, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Sound good, Mike? Is that this weekend? It's this weekend, brother. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, right on. (laughs) Hang tight. We'll be right back. Well, Mike, at that time of year, it snuck up on you, didn't it? Yeah, I really did. I really... I don't know how I didn't pick that up while watching. Like, I actually <laughs> watched the shows this week, and I don't know how I didn't pick up on Survivor Series being this Sunday. Dude, this November has just absolutely flown, so... I mean, it makes sense that it would fly What by is today's kinda... date? Is it the, uh, like the well... 16th? When we're recording, it's the 15th. We're going to pull the curtain back. So, yeah. uh, When this show drops, it will be Saturday the 17th, right before NXT War Games. God, I kill these transitions, Mike. Yeah. We're going to talk about NXT War Games right now. Um, Second year, uh, we're doing the War Games gimmick. I'll be honest with you. Uh, as not growing up a huge WCW person, I really got into him because of the NWO. So this was not a show that I was familiar with gimmick-wise. Like, I knew about it, but it wasn't something I watched constantly, if that makes sense, okay? Right. I, I love this, and I love that this is an NXT thing. I don't ever want to see it on the main roster. I want it to stay an NXT thing. I think it just fits the whole... The whole concept and the whole ambiance of NXT. Uh, we have a... F- now, I've heard different, and I could be wrong. I heard that this match was dropped off the card, but now I'm seeing that it maybe has been added again, so I don't know if it's going to actually show or if they're going to tape it for an NXT taping, but we'll start off with this one. Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. I love this match. <laughs> like this is such an internet marky match like they so, knew they were so like is. we're gonna get so you is. fucking marks with this one oh Matt Riddle's coming <laughs> oh who's his first opponent gonna be oh 
Cassius Ono, make no mistake, Cassius Ono is losing this match. Oh, yeah, 100%. But. I would bet two weeks worth of paychecks on that. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be a really good fucking match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A really, as as really good. Time to do no, it. they're yeah. going to be given a, enough time to, yeah. to give you something so. solid. That's a good thing about takeovers is that no match ever feels like it didn't have enough time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be fun. You're picking Riddle. I'm picking Riddle. I think that's pretty much hands down the answer. Bro, um, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> okay, next on the card, we have the champion, Shayna Baszler, versus the challenger, Kyrie Zane. Shayna Baszler, I believe, the first two-time NXT Women's Champion now. Uh, this is a two-out-of-three-falls match, uh, which I think, again... Here we go. Uh, uh, I, I I love that the women are just. It's it's not like a. This is the first time greatest ever. Like it, we're eventually gonna run out of those, and, and this is just a good old fashioned. It's just a two out of three falls match. I love that we're doing this. It, it, it women's wrestling is so flipping good right now, and I don't know, man. I don't know on this match. I don't know because I just don't know the future of Baszler. I still, I flip-flopped on my, she's the face of the NXT for a while. And with all this Ronda, Becky, all this Charlotte shake-up shit, I don't know, man, because I feel like there could be a four horsewoman angle pulled in real soon. Yeah, this is a really tricky call for me because initially I want to be like, yo, my girl Shayna going to break this bitch's arm off and beat her. That's how right? she's going to get the first count, and the second count is going to be her beating this bitch to death with her own arm. Uh, <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> then she's going to take that gold, that chest of gold and shove it yeah, up her I ass. fucking Turn that some bitch sideways. Kyrie Zane. Uh, I fucking <laughs> cannot stand her. And it's this stupid fucking pirate sailor gimmick I can't stand it man I can't fucking stand it it's not her it's the gimmick I like her she's a good wrestler I enjoy watching what she does in the ring she puts on really entertaining matches but fuck if I don't hate this like very Japanese <laughs> pirate gimmick this is like such a Japanese gimmick and it works in Japan but not here in Japan they have a dude whose whole gimmick was being Marty McFly that whole tag team where it's like one dude was Marty McFly and the other dude was Doc Brown and it was fucking awesome and they were super over. So, I that shit works in Japan. It just doesn't do it for me in NXT, but it's probably also the pirate thing. So, <laughs> but there's so much up in the air like you said with what could be going on with Baszler she could also be getting moved up at any moment to yep. the main roster or who knows what we're doing I the only thing that keeps me a little hesitant on the horsewoman thing is I don't think the other two UFC girls are ready yet yeah I agree with that in and, any and way in any way shape or form are they fucking ready and also let's look at it like this Mike we could still do that with all four of these women, and they can still be a part of NXT, so it doesn't have to mean that she drops this title. That's true. That's true. Because it can be a slow build, and I i mean, I could see Baszler being 
an Asuka type, and by that I mean she doesn't lose this title again, and she eventually just relinquishes it to move into the main roster spotlight. So that, I'm going to go with Baszler. You talked me into it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was never. I was the... never not going with Baszler. That's fair. Next on the card, we have uh, a singles match between the returning Aleister Black and his attacker, a heel Johnny Gargano. Doing a lot of weird flip-flopping with this shit lately, this heel stuff. <laughs> Never would have guessed Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano. I guess... We're gonna say Aleister Black, obviously, right? I mean, I think it almost has to be. He's returning. I unfortunately uh, think Johnny Gargano has worked himself into a Dolph Ziggler-like position. Oh, don't say that. I really do. Where he's gonna just like, hey, he's because he's such a good worker. He's such a good worker, and he can do yeah, anything. But... And he's a top-ish guy. If that makes sense, you know, know what I'm saying. Say He's an NXT, NXT top ish guy. Yeah. Like yeah, let's yeah. face facts: the top guys are Black, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, baby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll probably go ahead and throw Ricochet in there. Uh huh. And probably Velveteen. And probably Velveteen. Johnny Gargano is not beating any of those guys in a feud. It's fair. It's totally fair. So I think he's maybe worked himself into a Dolph Ziggler-esque position. So uh, Aleister Black's winning this. Yeah, I agree with the Aleister Black on the win. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll talk the War Games match last. Uh, so the NXT Championship match, our champion, Tomasa Ciampa, probably the best heel on the roster, versus... The one and only Velveteen Dream. Champa. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's time for Velveteen yet, and I don't think it's time for Tomasa Champa to lose this title because he's just doing such amazing work as the champion and as the lead heel on the show. I'm surprised and, Dream's even in this position. I mean, I really feel it's just we're gonna throw you a bone because of how much how popular popular wow. Words are hard, Mike. How popular you are and how hard he seems to be working. I mean, this guy's 22, Mike. Yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of years left. He's got a lot of years ahead of him, and he's already this good. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if this podcast is still a podcast in 10 years, we're going to be talking about the greatest wrestler in in pro wrestling and it's going to be Velveteen Dream. I mean, if he keeps on this path and keeps going up and up and improving and improving and improving, he's 22. He could be in NXT for five more years and come to the main roster at 27 and be full head of steam. You know what I mean? He hasn't even hit his like physical. No. Yeah, like this guy's no, still it's This guy's still skinny. He's gonna do like yeah. he's gonna do like Edge did, and he's gonna put on fifteen to twenty pounds of muscle, yeah. and look legit. Yeah. It, it, they have they have a real. 
I don't even think a diamond in a rough is the appropriate saying, but I think you get what I'm trying to put out they there. Probably they probably haven't have, had this good of a young prospect since Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I would agree with that. A dude I this, totally this young and this good with this much potential, it's probably been since Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin showed up when they were like 21, 22. Yep, absolutely. It's got me excited, but I think it's it's Chompas to keep, and I'm totally I'm totally okay. I actually would be upset if the Dream won, just because I'm not ready for that yet. So let's keep it on Chompa. I'll go uh, so far as to say in a year, he's not even the Velveteen Dream anymore. He's just the Dream. The dream? No, you think they'll do that? No, nope. As I said it, I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. They will <laughs> never, never they will never allow that to happen. Maybe he's just dream. Maybe. But they will not. Na- no, he'll never just be the dream. Mo, my bad on that. Oh. <laughs> As it left my mouth, I was like, nope, nope, nope. This was a <laughs> bad thought. That, back that was a bad thought. That was a bad thought. <laughs> All right, the pro- I don't know what the main event's gonna be. I would assume it'll be the War Games match. Depends on War how Games. bad Cody pisses him off. <laughs> War Games. If they throw money at him and he comes back into the company, it's definitely not happening. I think they're all. Uh, I think they're all showing up together. Yeah, if we have time, we'll talk about that. Oh, I do too. Okay. Uh, maybe that's another show. We have too much yeah, going on here. Yeah. Uh, undisputed era, uh, including Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and, and Roderick Strong, versus Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War. Wow, man, English language, Mike. Open your mouth and talk. The War Raiders. Woo! Hanson and Rowe. Um, dude. I know we had we had three teams last year, right? And we're two four man teams this year. This is gonna be a battle. I'm really looking forward to this match. This all of these matches are going to be great. And I I can't tell you what's gonna top the to top the war games match just simply because of the gimmick aspect of it. These other matches are going to have to pull some shit out. And the best part is, it's possible. It's totally possible. Um, as far as a War Games match, I, you got to pick... i got to pick Undisputed Error because I think they're just putting all the... They're putting all the force behind these guys, and I think they're going to keep... There's something there with these men. You know what I mean? There is something there with these four guys and the camaraderie they have. It's like... It's like an NWO, it's like a DX, and it's like a Bullet Club mixed up, and it feels super real. You know what I mean? Yeah, these guys need to get moved up to the main roster. I'd like to see what they do on the main roster. I See, I want them to go, but at the same time, I don't want it to be a after WrestleMania shake-up, they get picked. I want them to just show up yes. and wreck shit on both yes. shows. Both shows. I don't want them to be on a show. I want them to just be there wrecking shit. And both rosters have to figure out how to deal with it. That's what I want. So we'll see. Who do you pick? You pick them? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Not to take away from the... I like all the other people in this match, too. Oh, man. everybody. Yeah, everybody I love, on the other side is great. I love Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunne I love fantastic. Ricochet. I'm a, Ricochet's mind-blowing. I love Warbeard Hansen. 
right? So it's you know it's gonna be a fun match, but yeah, I just I think Undisputed Era is something that doesn't come along very often, and you've kind of got to embrace it. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more. Now here we go. Survivor Series main roster Sunday show. Um, this is, and I, I don't want to say it's a throwaway. It's cross promotion. It's brand against brand. So there's not a, there's only a couple matches, possibly maybe really one that I think there's implications it could carry on. So if we want to expand on that, we can. We kind of already talked about it, but we'll just go through here and just you know pick a winner. If you want to, if I just don't think there's a lot to expand on. So let's just get into it. Kickoff match. 10 on 10 tag team. Traditional Survivor Series elimination. So this is the tag versus tag. Uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, five teams on each side. Um, man. SmackDown's team looks a lot stronger, don't it? <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure all the teams that are even on this at this point. Okay, on the SmackDown side, you have and you got the, the Usos, the New Day. Yes, yes, you have Sanity, Sanity, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, the Good Brothers, the Good Brothers. What's that? Are the, Bl- the Good Brothers and the Colognes? <laughs> and the Colognes. Oh my God, those guys. One of these things is not like the Wait, other. These guys are still on the fucking roster. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and who do we got on the Raw side? We have. Are you ready for this, Mike? Yeah. We have uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Okay. We have the Ascension. Okay. We have the B Team. <laughs> okay. And we have the Revival. All right. And Lucha House Party. Who the fuck is Lucha House Party? Uh. Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it? Is it? Staring right at him, and I can't think of. Hold the on, name let me guess. Is it? It's um, it's not Sin Cara. It's the other one. Yes, Kalisto. And it's hold on, hold on. said not Sin Cara. Kalisto. Is it Kalisto? And it's hold on. The other one's name is. Is it the little dude from the cruiserweight uh, classic that everyone loved? They're all little dudes from the cruiserweights. Uh, it's uh, Grand Metal League. Yes, that's who I was gonna say. Yes, and Lince Dorado. So I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna let the because they there's a three man team on each side. So I don't know if we let them pick two I or mean, just fuck it, go all three. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. So I mean, you might as well just throw them in there, right? Yeah, sure. Screw it. All right. Uh, champion versus champion. Oh, who we got? I'm picking SmackDown. Their team. Oh, SmackDown, yeah. Way better. All right. They've got way less cruiserweights. Tag team champion versus champion. Uh, AOP versus uh, The Bar. With Big Show. The Bar's probably winning, but it would be smart to give AOP the win just to... Yeah, I think it's got to be AOP. It's got to be AOP. The Bar can eat a loss. Oh, yeah, it's got to be AOP. I still think it's The Bar. I mean, that's who I'm picking, and I think it has to be them. That does not mean that's what's going to happen. I think it's The Bar. I think AOP needs the way, boy, but I think they give it to The Bar. You're probably right, but I'm still picking AOP. All right, 
Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy, quietly maybe one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, uh, against Mustafa Ali. I think it's Buddy Murphy. Yeah, Buddy Murphy retains. Mustafa Ali's pretty much a badass as well, but Buddy Murphy's on a different trajectory right now, and I think they keep him hot. Uh, men's 5-on-5 traditional Raw vs. SmackDown. Uh, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Finn Balor versus Shane McMahon, the best in the world, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe. So, on paper, Raw's team is just way better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... But there's a lot of intricate storylines within that roster. Yes, there is. So... This could go either way. I think I'm going to say SmackDown. See, SmackDown tends on these things to win the group efforts and lose the singles matches. That's fair. That's fair, and I think that's a valid point, so I'm going to go with you on that SmackDown. Okay, women's five-on-five traditional Survivor Series elimination. Um, as of right now, it's Team Raw, which is captained by Alexa Bliss. It is Natalia, Tamina, Nia Jax, Mickey James, and Ruby Riot versus Carmella, Asuka, Naomi, Sonya Deville, and Vacant. Because <laughs> they have not apparently picked a replacement from Charlotte. Uh, I'm literally on the WWE website and they do not have anyone listed. So, well, shit, man. Now we got to play game, play guess at who it's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, Mandy Rose is the answer, right? Unless you put the iconics in there and only let one of them fight, Mandy Rose makes the most sense. This could be the opportunity to bring someone up. It could be the opportunity to bring someone off. There's Nikki Cross. Oh. Why'd you have to say it, Mike? <laughs> well, I mean, she flirted with it uh, the week before, so. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, you're probably right. It probably is Mandy Rose. It's probably Mandy Rose. I think Asuka's going to look really strong in this. I think they're going to start to rebuild her. Um, I think she's going to get a championship run here soon, to be quite honest with you. That could be completely full of shit. It'd probably um, be the best I, person to put the title on if Becky relinquishes yep. it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think SmackDown takes this one too, man. And I think it's going to be... I think the Raw team's going to get along better, but SmackDown's somehow going to win, probably because of Asuka. All right. Intercontinental Champion versus United States Champion. Uh, Rollins versus Nakamura. This has Dream Match written all over it, Mike. Yeah, it does. This should be an excellent match. It definitely should be. I'm, <laughs> Pardon me. I'm going to pick Nakamura on this one. I think Dean's going to play a hand in that. Mm, I think Seth's going to get the win. <laughs> all right. Different on that one. Uh, all right. We kind of talked about both of these, but we didn't really go over a winner. Uh, 
Raw Women's versus uh, Ronda Rousey versus now the fill-in Charlotte Flair. A match that could have headlined WrestleMania 35, and we're getting it at Survivor Series, and hopefully that all works out for the best. It's got to be Ronda. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, there's, we'll there's, there's no it, way around it. Yeah, there's potential for interference, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. I could see it go to no call. I could see there being interference on both sides and it, something happening, you know, so that it's just the match is just called. It's just done. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, but I, I still I gotta go with Ronda on this one and. We move into the next one. Universal champ versus WWE champ. The newly crowned Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. Lesnar ain't losing this. Nope, not this one. Nope, and I don't know if there'll be an AJ run-in. I, you can't have run-ins in all of these, so I think it's just, I think it's going to be a good match. I think Daniel Bryan's going to be made to look very strong, just like it was with AJ last year, and I think Brock Lesnar is going to win. And that's just the way it's going to be. And maybe, maybe if we're going to continue the AJ thing, maybe he attacks Brian after. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But it's a Brock Lesnar win for sure. Yeah, definitely Brock Lesnar win for sure. I'm saying maybe there's not even like. There doesn't really need to be run ins because this is a show versus show thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just. It's weird because you think you always think like the company, like you got to keep this guy strong, you got to keep that girl strong, you can't do that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's hard to not think that way, and I try not to think that way, but sometimes it just happens. Yeah, it is what it is, man. <laughs> well, we got a full week, guys. I think we've covered the best we possibly could for everyone. Uh, Becky Lynch is the sexiest woman on the planet right now, the baddest woman on the planet right now, and the best professional wrestler, in my opinion, in the world right now. Got anything else you want to add to that, Mike? Well, I just want to say, we joke around a lot on this show, but if I could be serious for a moment, um, we lost an sure, Lance. We lost an icon this week. Yes, yes, we did, unfortunately. Stanley. I've been reading comics as long as I can remember, man. Um, and to me, comics begin and end with Spider Man. And not just Spider Man, Peter Parker, in particular, I have an affinity for. Um,. I identified with the character a lot, and I've got a, an emotional attachment to Marvel Comics in general. All comics, but Marvel because of Spider-Man. And Stan Lee gave us... It doesn't matter if you read comics. You don't have to. If you've ever watched a cartoon or you've enjoyed a Marvel movie or even a comic book movie then you owe this guy a debt yeah like everybody in the world no I'm not gonna say everybody in the world but most people 
have enjoyed something that this dude has given or created. And um, if the world feels a little darker, it's because it is. It's a, it's a very uh, it's a huge loss, man. And I mean, the guy was ninety five. He had an awesome life, clearly. But you you're so spot on. You don't have to read comic books to understand what this guy has done because I promise you, you've seen one of his movies. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to find someone who hasn't seen at least one of the movies that is based on a character he has either completely created or had a hand in bringing to the pages of comics, right? Yes. And just to, it's hard because like I said, this is, I, I do think, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it was out there that he was having some health issues recently. Yeah, I mean, he was 95, and he's been... Yeah, and, and I mean, this isn't like a, a young guy committing suicide or, you know, a, a tragic accident that cuts a life short, but it's still sad because this guy, for a lot of people, his creations have brought even meaning to their life. I think that's fair to say. I know that my life I've said a lot of times on here that wrestling and comics were yeah, oftentimes yeah. the only things that really kind of kept me going. They gave me yeah. places to escape to comics more so than wrestling. I, it was nice to have a world to escape to when my own world, mostly because of my own terrible choices, wasn't great. So I'll always owe this man like a debt of gratitude that can never, ever, it doesn't matter what I could ever do with my life, like, Mm -hmm. there's no way I'll ever be able to tell, uh, or to give back to the world, what has been given to me. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's a weird thing because created these characters that to me like at times were were like my friends because fictional characters have a unique ability for us to grow attached to them the same as we do human beings yeah and I agree you can almost become friends with these fictional characters and because and the problem with fictional characters are that they are they fake because they evoke real emotions. Do you not love and right. hate and feel sad when these characters die? Those are real emotions. So is that a fake character that evokes real emotions? Like, no, because they're real to you now. And this guy gave us <laughs> a lot of real emotions. And that's a pretty wonderful thing. So um, rest in peace, Stanley, and thank you for everything. Yes, thank you for giving so many people an escape and giving us entertainment. I'm a huge Marvel guy, and you know, I'm not as in deep with the comic side of it as you are, sir, but I definitely dabbled when I was younger, and as I've gotten older, the movies are 
a giant part of my life, man. Like, I'd be lying if I said that they weren't. Like, and I mean, I'm proud of that. I, I love to be able to watch something like that and, you know, have a conversation with you about it and be able to say what we liked, what we didn't like. And then I can even go to someone like you who I know is so in deep in that world more than I am and get the real answers I want. You know what I mean? Like, and even turning it into where now I want to go read that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, man, that dude gave us so much, so much. So, and I think everyone go home and read a comic or watch a Marvel movie, man. Like something, something just in tribute. I can guarantee when I get home, my son will be watching Thor Hulk. So <laughs> I'm starting them young, Mike. Yeah, I'm starting them young. doing God's work. <laughs> I try. I try to do that each and every day and each and every week here for all of you guys. Say it every week. It's real been fun. We catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. I've been trying to Sasquatch for 25 years. These animals are fucking all real. I see it. I see it. I Hello, how are you doing today? How is your mother? I'm celebrity Mark Wahlberg. You might know me. I'm the fourth, fifth biggest actor in the world, depending on who you ask. In Boston, I'm number one. My brother Donnie's number two. Donnie used to be in a pop group. You might have heard of them. They were the new kids on the block. Donnie was a pop star with five, with four other men. I did it on my own. Suck it, Donnie. Anyway, as you may know, I now own a car lot. In Columbus, Ohio. I'm still shocked about why I own a car lot in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know. Donnie was like, Columbus is a good place. I was like, all right, Columbus, cool. So, uh, my good friends here at the Near Fun Network, uh, they gave my brother Donnie a call. Donnie handles all my personal business. Suck it, Donnie. And they said that they're still looking for the good friend, the high five, a motherfucker. He's lost. We don't know where he is. So I thought, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm a celebrity. I'm the fourth fifth biggest actor in the world. Ask your mother. Tell your mother I said hi, by the way. How's your mother doing? That's good. It's good to hear. I'm glad. So I said, why don't I get a camera crew? So I asked around, did some investigations. And they told me that he was living out in the fucking woods with the Bigfoot. So I said, Donnie, all right, get the camera crew, Donnie. We're going to go out in the woods and we're going to find the high-fiving motherfucker. Uh, he's in a little, uh, we heard, the word on the street is, down in South in Boston, that he's in a love shack. They told me it's a little uh, place where we can get together. So we're going to go find this love shack in the woods. It's like, oh my God, it's a love shack in the woods. Who would have thought? You gotta be careful though, because sometimes the woods wanna kill you. If you haven't seen my movie, The Happening, uh, it was the 17th largest grossing movie of 2010. It was also the third worst movie ranked on IMDb for that year. IMDb does not know anything. They don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. Do you remember that game from 1995? The computer game? You don't know Jack? The question game? And if you got the questions wrong, the answer was very rude to you. Very rude, and I got a lot of questions wrong. I'm not a thinking man, I'm an acting man. Anyway, we're out here finding Bigfoot. And hopefully the high fiver. Anyway, so I thought, uh, Mark Wahlberg, celebrity, what would you do? Um, and I thought, Donnie, what should I do? I don't know anything about the fucking woods, Donnie. I don't know how to track Bigfoot. 
Donnie came up with a brilliant idea. He was like, yo, call Steve Irwin. And I was like, Donnie, Steve Irwin's dead. And he was like, no, man, like, ghost call Steve Irwin. And I was like, ghost call? And he was like, Ouija board, motherfucker. So, uh, we have now Ouija boarded the ghost of Steve Irwin. Uh, me and Donnie. He's here with us now. Uh, ghost of Steve Irwin. Welcome to the program. Crikey, mate. I'm dead? Dude, you've been... Ironically enough, uh, you got killed by a creature you were, uh, crocodile hunting. Not a crocodile, that would have been perfect ironing, but a, a crocodile. Crikey! What do we do, mate? Donnie, what do we do? Donnie says we're supposed to look for Bigfoot. Well, let me tell you something. We're gonna take everything we can... And we're gonna put it in one car. You have a car lot, right? Donnie, we have a car lot, right? Oh, yes, sir. We've got lots of cars, actually. It's very large. It's we're very gonna, large. We're gonna drive to the woods of Ohio. And we're gonna find the high-fiving motherfucker. Donnie. Get the keys. Pack the truck. We're finding the high-fiving motherfucker.